as like Gary Vee sort of says, it's somewhat cool to be an entrepreneur now. It's cool to be an influencer and a content creator and all these words that we never thought of 10, 15 years ago. But if I've, I wasn't doing any of this to be trendy. I was just like, I'm, I'm kind of okay at this and I'm going to stick at it. Hi, I'm Joseph Bobadilla and welcome to the From the Inside Out podcast. On this show, we are going to meet and interview high performers from all walks of life. If they've got a great story of how they've built something from what's inside of them, that's who we're going to talk to. So together, let's find out what it takes and the rewards of building your life from the inside out. Our very first guest on the podcast is my good friend and cousin, Jordan Pineda. He is a successful musician, regularly doing corporate and wedding gigs around Brisbane. And he's also writing and recording original music under his name, Jordan Breton. And he has been building his career from the ground up over the last decade. We're gonna hear about how he started, how it's going, and what his goals and plans are for the future. So without further ado, here's our chat with Jordan Pineda. So yeah, you remember that first podcast we recorded? <laughs> yeah. Back in, uh, I think yeah. it was 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How were you feeling back then? <laughs> good, good. I, I'm just going to say no filter what I want to say. I'm sure you guys can edit later <laughs> if I overshare too much. But I was fresh from my breakup. Like, remember early, early 2019. So yeah, I remember... I think we can talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we can. And uh, I remember that. And it, I can't, what month? Was that? I, I think it, I want to say September. I so, want to say. Okay. okay. So obviously, I was still trying to figure things out, navigating post breakup, and slowly on my journey to. I don't. I don't think I was really even working with the Baker Boys Agency much. Yeah. Just then, like I was slowly. Oh, everything that's happened in the past two, three years, like. That podcast was like a precursor to it all. And I remember being like, yeah, it's just about this. And, and you just got to do this. And like, and like, like the, great the advice. Came. <laughs> I was just like, but now I have lived a little bit more and I feel old and I'm not old, but now I'm it, it, all the, all the advice and the, and my experience. It's, it's like now for every piece of advice that I um, have practically try you know like working hard and hustle and grind and 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 just consistency all, all of these things there's like i'm slowly learning there's an equal amount of like well you have to rest and you have to you know just take some time out spend time with family like there's there's such a i'm, I'm learning the balance between both of those worlds and i think when i don't strike that balance um in turn and, and i know that the, the balance only sort of like comes from within me if i've gone too hard on either side that's when i start to mentally not feel okay yeah and i'm like yeah. I, I i gotta i gotta switch things up everyone's balance is is different too like work balance work-life balance um damn. but yeah it's been like you said just four years since you were on my other podcast mm. which we still run it's just developed into now a video marketing podcast yeah but like you said, it's been four years since then, yeah. and I, I thought it would be just perfect when I thought a couple of days ago I should really start this new podcast mm -hmm. to ask you first. I mean, we're already planning on catching up anyway, Yeah, yeah. but I guess for those of the people who are listening to this that don't know who you are, you uh, will get into that, Yes. but you're 
I'm excited. Excited. And, and very honored. Because your name is Jordan Pineda. Jordan Pineda. And you are a musician. I'm a musician. And you are the very first guest on the, currently, I will say that the name of this podcast is the From the Inside Out podcast. So I may bleep that and change it if I do modify it down the line. Love it. But with only a few days notice, there's only so many things I could get right before we started this. But yep. messy action, all about it. Love it. So for those of the people who are listening, yes. again, who don't really know what we're talking about here. Yes. I've got this idea for this podcast. Yes. Which... I really want to explore when people are doing things with their life that really comes truly from the inside, truly from the things that they dreamed about as a, even a young child, the things that before the filter of life experience and what people said and expectations started to hit, there's always, I would say, most kids would grow up with mm -hmm. a dream, no matter how crazy or unbelievable it sounds, but just because of the things mm -hmm. that we love to do that yeah. naturally came to us and i think that's what i want to explore through this podcast and i mm. thought let's start with my good friend and cousin <laughs> jordan so thank you thank you so much <laughs> i love having these chats man i love having these chats to get straight into it george yeah let's do it why don't you take me back to when you were growing up yep because yeah. i don't even think we've really talked about this at all but what were some of the things that you really loved to do as a child What yep. were some of the things that really came naturally? Maybe take me all the way back to yeah. five to ten-year-old Jordan. Five to ten-year-old me. Well, I guess from zero to five, I have a very vague memory. It was such a long time ago. But I was born in America. I was born in Florida um, in the U.S. And on my... The only reason why I know this, I think it's on my passport that I was born in a town called Zephyr Hills. Cool. Um, probably pronounced like Zephyr Hills or something, <laughs> something like that. But then I, my parents um, split up and then I moved here with my mom and my brother at the time. And then my sister came along a few years later. Um, and, and then I, most of my memories these days are like from, yeah, from living in Brisbane, Australia. And I feel like I had a wonderful childhood. Um, Growing up, I just remember, even when we used to play together as kids, my, f my, my favorite moments back then were just, like, playing video games. I remember maybe it wasn't until, like, my early teen years that um, I loved making, like, homemade videos um, with Abby and Maddie. Those are, those are my siblings. Um, I'm the eldest. I am an artist now. I'm a performer. I'm a singer, guitarist. But... Even when I was like five to ten, I didn't really think about music too much that seriously as I do now. It was just, um, I just loved to, to play games. Like, I, the Nintendo 64 was awesome, Mario Kart, like, um, and being outdoors. And I, I remember I was very active. I always used to love playing, like, soccer and tennis and all that sort of stuff. So, um And it's funny, the world that we live in today is like, as young adults still navigating um, life and business, it's like, we think about our goals and we think about potentially now, you know, like planning for kids and making sure we can provide for our future families and, and money and all this like serious stuff. But way back then as a kid, I just wanted to play nice. and, just, and just, and I had the freedom to do that without any expectation of 
having play result in something of accomplishment or or making sure that when I did play, I was filming it so I could post it as content for later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a comp- like now anything that we do and ironically what we're doing right now is is worth thinking about well where is this going to be where is this going to be and and you i think it's an interesting challenge as a creator now because we have to that's in the back of our mind and we have to shove it right to the back of our mind and just try and be as present as we can and and i think probably these days it's the 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 most difficult to do that today because with so many distractions and our phone could go off and like it's just ding 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 you know what i mean so that's probably something we're all facing the most these days i i don't know if i'm going to answer these questions very straightforward i'm it's just going to talk of the it's a chat of my, it's just a chat of my dome but yeah <laughs> that feeling about kid. wanting to play yeah like did you feel that when you first got into music yeah totally um my musical journey didn't really start until I was like in high school. Obviously, I I always like enjoyed uh, doing performances and getting up on stage and singing. I, I have early memories of like singing, even on in uh, in choirs. Actually, now that I'm talking about it and bringing it all up again, I remember I was always regularly involved in music choirs, mm. church to a degree. Um, like musicals, um, plays, and, and, and that sort of stuff. And I, I took a little bit of drama and acting as well, but I didn't end up pursuing that as much as I got older. But just, yeah, I and I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. And I felt like it was something that I was good at. Mm. I, was, I was relatively good at. What made you think you were good at it? Well, I, I had the validation of others, mm. but I noticed... When I was in class, when the teacher said something like, oh, let's sing this or sing, sing a certain harmony or play a certain thing on the instrument, I remember just getting it faster than others. And I'd have to be like, I'd have to twiddle my thumbs and be like, oh, I've done it. And that's not me saying that to be with any sense of ego. I just remembered that things would click a bit faster and I would just, it would be an observation in the back of my head. And, and so even, and, and then as I got older in, in doing like music assignments and stuff in high school, I remember just the, the level of my musical knowledge or interest was just a little bit deeper than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I try and say this w- w- with no sense of like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I was better than others. It was just that the compositions that I used to write just it, it sort of came naturally I it, it was just it's it's hard to explain but I, I could understand the the language of music a bit deeper than everyone else could and so perhaps that just gave me a deeper sense of confidence within myself like oh, I've, got, I've got something here and then you have to take that and yeah. craft it as you get older, of course. I distinctly remember, because like you've hinted before, we would, yeah. my family would come to mm. Brisbane for holidays yeah, from Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least once every two years, if not more frequently. And every time, without fail, my mum and dad would 
the first night we were like, <laughs> let's do a concert. <laughs> yeah. Let's get all of the siblings oh. together and let's play the coolest thing you all know. So yeah, I think yeah. one time I had my trumpet, I was playing oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And then Josh would be on the keyboard. Yeah. And then every year without fail, mm. I remember you playing guitar. Oh, well, actually, it was keyboard maybe once. Keyboard, yeah, yeah. And then Piano it was guitar. Was first, and then guitar later. And I would later. see that progression each time. I remember thinking to myself, you're getting really good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's something that I didn't, I didn't really pick up on. but Yeah, like I remember you were like doing, I don't want to say it's like the most basic what uh, keyboard yeah, you know, songs. Yeah, like, it wasn't, yeah. I don't know what those really basic ones are. Was it the Hot Cross Buns and stuff? Yeah, that's <laughs> basic stuff. All the way to suddenly it was a guitar on one concert. Yeah. And then like the next year you were playing Neon by oh, John Mayer. Did I? <laughs> And I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> I couldn't That's do funny. I couldn't play it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I love that thought because this here is kind of the driving impetus of this whole podcast. Yes. Is you identified something that came naturally to you yes. that apparently you got that maybe others didn't get as natural and you started leaning into it a bit. Yes. I assume though that there would have been maybe some thoughts around maybe this isn't what I should do with my life. Because we're talking about you being a teenager. Yes. So, skipping a few years ahead, yes. you, ha- you, are, you are doing it now. But what yes. happened between you starting to think, I'm good at this, yep. to actually making it something you pursued? Yes. I'm going to say that I am extremely lucky. Because not only did I have this feeling um, that I was pretty good at something, I was... I had a lot of support. Like, I, my mum supported me, told me, just do what I love. And not many, not many people get mm. that. Especially traditionally with Asian families, as, as you know. Even, even my grandparents, my Lola and Lola, they were like, initially, when I was, wasn't too sure... They were suggesting engineer because I, I was kind of okay with maths and I thought, oh, maybe I'll, I'll be a mathematician or an engineer mm. or a physicist or something like that because the title seemed cool. Um, but as I got older, the only thing that really seemed of, of any relevance was just like music. I wasn't staying behind in a maths class trying to do extra problems, but I was staying behind after music class at the end of the, you know, school would finish at four. And if I had an assignment, I'd be there till the music teacher went home. Just writing songs. Um, because it was fun. And, and I think that support was extremely encouraging. Because there would be times where, like, I felt discouraged. But then my music teacher and my mom would always be like, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep, you know, keep fanning the flame of... of, of the passion that you have and keep working on your gifts and then i decided to go to um to university to study music and that was a great journey and i learned a lot and i in in great ways and then i also learned uh what not to do um and i made a lot of great connections and i i was lucky enough again to um be put on uh, by my music teacher, I I got a job as an AV tech part time, that helped support my career while I was doing gigs. Because at the time I wasn't able to transition into being a full time musician just yet, so I I 
worked a nine to five a little bit to a degree. Um, and then slowly my good friend Logan Brewster, he put me on um, to perform with the Baker Boys band. And up until that point, I was doing a lot of solo acoustic gigs and I've always wanted to transition into doing band stuff. And then I find myself two to three, four years later performing in bands every week for wedding and corporate events, flying all across Queensland to do so. And um, I've always had a lot of support. And I, and I think there are a lot of people who have something that they are very interested about, they love doing, but they have other people tell them that they can't do it or they chip away at that belief and hope that they could follow this road or pursue it because it's like well you can't make too much money in that are you sure and I guess if you really want to do something just do it that's a very cliche thing but at the same time I completely understand that if it wasn't like I do believe that life will tell you what to do, but you have to listen to, to the whispers and your, your gut and your instinct. And that has to be fostered somehow. And if, and if your family or your closest friends or, you know, mom and dad didn't help you, like, uh, instill that self-belief, these whispers will just, like, the, the small little flames of of sparks of oh i'm pretty i'm pretty good at swimming i'm pretty mm. good at bowling i'm pretty good at uh, you know in the science field or whatever it is like i'm just pulling things out of a hat if you don't have the self-belief and you didn't have that support um yeah i i, I guess i i feel for those people because um, everyone has something that they enjoy doing i have mm. a good friend of mine who um, actually, I don't really know if I should be saying this and, and he watches this, but I feel very passionately like I have a good friend who loves this sport called disc golf. You guys, and I don't know if you guys are aware of the sport. He's pretty good at it and he has his job. But part of me believes that if he went hard enough and just went all in, he could really go far in this sport. Yeah. Um but again, it's 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 up it's up to the individual at the end of the day. Do you think pe- things would have panned out differently for you if you didn't have that support at home? Yes. Yeah, it would have been the, the road would have been more difficult, and then it would have been a challenge of my own uh, resilience of whether or not I really wanted to do this. Hmm. But understandably, as a kid, like. You don't really know. You're just sort of like, oh, I kind of like doing this, and and so I, because I because I had this support and encouragement. Anytime I meet other people who have these interests or these beginner talents, I encourage everyone, man. Like I don't tell like, oh, you can't do that. Who am I to say like, you know this? And and I feel very grateful because I feel like the, the closest people around me, if they're starting a new business venture or something like that just like just go for it man like and if it doesn't pan out you got further down a little bit further down the road and you taste it and you tried it for like six to twelve months and i'm i'm a huge believer of what um of what gary v talks about um 
who's another very popular entrepreneur, and, and he says, you've got to taste stuff. So regardless of if it doesn't pan out, like my partner, she loves, um, she loves cooking. She wants to start her own podcast. She loves selling clothes at markets and stuff. And I'm encouraging her, try it all. She loves hosting. She loves holding events. Try all that stuff. Mm. Because I, I'm just a very firm believer that, that, that she deserves to feel supported and encouraged. And whether or not it pans out into something... She tried it, and it's going to lead on to the next thing. And all these cliches, but but yeah, I, I, I empathize for those people who may be in their 40s and 50s who didn't have that support, you know? But I think having a close circle of people who, who really believe in you is, is, um, was, a, was a big factor for me. So long-winded, but yes. I think it's great. Like it's it's kind of again tangenting a little bit, and maybe it's not exactly the same context as what we're talking here. But I heard something recently that's fitness related. Yes. Because some people ask me potentially, why are you so keen on gym at the moment or whatever it is? Because you want to get big, bro. Baby, huge. But <laughs> you're huge, bro. But here's something that I heard. And I'm going to completely paraphrase it because I don't know. I can't remember who it was, but mm. someone said, you know. In your 20s and 30s, especially getting to your 30s, you're in your prime. And this is not to discount people who are on either two, either younger than that or older. But yes. just at the moment for me. Yes. People's, yeah. that you're in your prime. And so you owe it to yourself, as in this is what this person said. You owe it to yourself to discover how far you can push your body while you're at your prime. You don't want to get to the end of your life in a sense and go and wonder how strong could I have gotten and yes. wonder how far could I have pushed my body how far could i've done this yes. and i think that's applicable yes throughout you know on principle throughout life yes but that's kind of something that i was just thinking of when you said that in that because yeah. maybe people will relate to a fitness analogy if, even if it's not you know a venture or something no i i i love fitness in that sense because sports mm. i'm i'm not particularly an athlete but I remember when I was trying to learn how to climb, uh, I, I loved rock climbing and I got into that, um, quite, I was quite obsessed with that for a few years before I injured myself. But um, uh, the, I feel like sports analogies are, are good because it's sometimes a bit more straightforward, more yeah. straightforward to understand. Yeah, on principle, it's on all principle, got yeah. those same ideas of, of progression and, and competition. Since you went on the journey of really exploring what was inside and to really bring it to life now yes. being a full-time musician what's the single greatest accomplishment you feel like you've had oh man let's just say recently because I've, I've played at some amazing venues Hayman Island to be one of them I've played with some amazing like I've, I've played with some musicians who they have played with amazing people and I'm yet to hopefully meet my heroes one day and do all that stuff but i'll tell you a highlight for me i i while whilst working on my own music and still building that i got to go on tour with a band called juno and when i went on tour with them that tour most recently sparked so much deep joy of why i love playing music that was about it and it was such an amazing time to be on tour with them 
and it was like it was the epitome of doing what you loved for you know like the not the money because like we we drove in a van from brisbane all the way down to melbourne and like you know in in this in this kia carnival and i played my switch and 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 just the adventure of going on tour with these guys i would do it all over again and i just it that particularly was a career highlight for me because it it sparked after quite a long time of like why i deeply love playing music and i think I lost a little bit of that. I love playing with the people who I've played with, but performing in weddings and corporate gigs all the time, like... What's been the, I'd say, the biggest dip moment in the journey? Like, what has been the thing that you didn't expect when you went... Or maybe maybe you did, but you actually yeah. experienced it. What's been the low light? Maybe, maybe it was when... I was, a, I was finally a full-time musician... And I was making really good money. But again, going back to... I wasn't truly doing the thing that I loved doing or got me into it in the first place. I had security. I had a good thing going. But I made a choice to to shift. To give myself an opportunity or a window to do more of the thing that I knew was going to make me happier long term and I knew it was going to make me dip into financially and currently I'm like dipping like a little bit you know work wise and in, in quite a few different areas of my life and it's been difficult to navigate um, just knowing that like the things that we aim for and shoot for and want in life there's a good chance when you work hard enough you're going to get it at some point but it's when you get it it's not going to be the way that you think it's going to be depending on if you've defined your expectations well enough because that wasn't the point it was the journey (laughs) everyone says that (laughs) no but for real come on guys come on it's true though what's really important to note for anyone who thinks that it's that it's going to be all sunshine and roses is that it's actually not yeah there is there are highs and lows i think we spent time even just before this conversation talking about the fact that most of life isn't spent on a mountaintop it's either battling your way uphill yeah or figuring out what to do when things feel like you're going downhill again yeah and just the fact that you're able to do this journey to this point and stick it out has just been the single biggest factor in all that. Uh, it's been a huge privilege to even be given the, the chance to, to try for, mm. for whatever it is that I'm trying for. Because a lot of people don't even get the chance, man. Like, they might, they might be living in a, a completely different side of the world and just not get the chance to do. Because families can't afford, families don't support, all of this stuff. So we had enough to get going. And to have enough is a privilege in itself and yeah very very grateful i guess winding it back to what you were just talking about about the things that you know you you enjoyed doing growing up and the things that you found natural today you know a couple years later in your journey what do you think are the things that make you feel most alive today yeah what where do you find your flows what's this what does a flow zone look like for jordan pineda today where are you just hours can pass yes I feel like maybe I should preface this earlier. Sometimes 
Like, I I can only speak for myself. Yeah, I want you to speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Sometimes, uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but I feel like I have to dig off my chest. Like, I'll be scrolling through all these different videos, right? One of them will say, work really hard. Another one will say, you got to rest. Another one will say, drink, uh, like, eat lots of veggies. Another one will be like, oh, you know, frozen veggies. Oh, you know, there's so many, like, contradicting things, right? So... Knowing that this is going to be put out into the world, I just want to give some context of, like, listening to your gut instinct and kind of shutting out a little bit and just being like, okay, what do I feel like I need to do to do my thing? And since I've said that, what was the question again? Yeah, so this... (laughs) <laughs> it's fun this is great oh, this is great you're just spitting spitting I'm facts so, and knowledge and oh, wisdom at the moment bro, I just felt like I have to say that stuff no that's that's true for the record man there's just so much content out there and I love it but f- for me if anyone watches this and is getting like wherever wherever even for myself and I rewatch this you know five years down the track me being like um oh, I did this and you can do this too. And it's like, it's just, yeah, knowing yourself, self-awareness. But yeah, since I've said that, what was the question again? And I'll, I'll answer it So, just for where I am today. So at the moment, yeah. you, what, what is it that you will find that you are in your flow? So the flow. things that, what does the flow zone look like for you where you, where time can just fly and you have no idea how, what time it is because you were yeah. just in that space yeah yeah of doing what makes you feel most alive what is that at the moment playing the latest legend of zelda tears of the kingdom baby Woo! <laughs> best literally the best game i have ever played in my life and apparently to complete it in full is like 500 hours like and i've only played like 50 hours and I've, i love anyway so that's my <laughs> flow that's one i cannot i'm so de- i love this game and I loved Breath of the Wild, but then Tears of the Kingdom was even better. Next level. Next level. Like, I'm a nerd. Two, um, I get flow zone from having conversations like this. I love spending time with the people that I love. Yep. Uh, whether it's you're doing an activity or just having deep chats with my friends and family. I'm very lucky because I have very like loving and healthy relationships and I feel very blessed and that's another place where time can just so spending time with my partner Tal and um, yeah and, and having these these chats like we did earlier and just having coffees three music playing guitar and I get into like a cool like I'm just looping or just I can just play for hours and hours and hours um and even when I'm performing on stage, it is work and a lot of the preparation is hard work and the pack, packing down is work and the lifestyle around it can be quite physical at times. But when I'm on stage and I have to do an hour set, I play the first song and I'm in it and I'm trying to... And the more that I'm in it, it's like, boom, the hour's passed. So that's another place. And I've always loved that because... I'm very grateful because that's what I'm getting paid to do and time just flies. And, and I've seen other people, and I've felt this myself. When I was at uni, I used to do some side jobs, you know, and I'd stand there, like, waving a, waving a paper thing, being like, oh, welcome to Griffith. No, like, no diss on Griffith. Like, <laughs> Griffith is a great uni. I'm just saying I went to Griffith. Yeah, so, so having a career where I'm, like, 
oh, playing gigs, I, I, and the gig is going really well, and the audience is really loving it. Like shows can just really quickly. Um, actually, and probably uh, another interesting one is um, editing. Like whether whether or not I'm editing on on for for my own music. I was editing some photos last night um, for for some promotional material, and it was like nine o'clock and then i'm like i blink because i was like so focused on trying to get like the perfect colors and all that sort of stuff and it's like 10 30 and i have to go to bed and i'm like no i haven't finished it yet and you can spend an endless amount of hours and then you have to learn you know when is good enough good enough when is it publishable and then you're sort of in a different realm of like different problems that you're having that you're facing when to when to you know call it a day or when to uh, when you're so much in your flow zone all the time that you're kind of like getting burnt out, you know, because you're you're so because you love what you do so much. But all of, again, that's kind of like on a going on a different tangent and different set of problems. But those are my flow zones: games, relation, conversations, you know, playing music and and editing or that sort of thing. Lately, what I've found, knowing all that, yeah, and where you are now, yeah, what do you think? early teens Jordan would say to you now like what do you think that would th- he would think of what you're doing now man this would be some therapy session bro honestly even though I'm not quite where I hope to be in another 5-10 years time and I'm always shooting higher I think if I were to just sit here today and just have this weird existential out of my body like if I could and I'm 15 again I think I would be extremely proud of myself yeah because I I didn't know how I would make a living off of music and there was always um, people who they were like oh you don't it's hard to make a living off of music or anything creative and it's funny that the the world wasn't really geared that way when I was 15 and I sound like such an oldie for saying that but it just wasn't and then social media happened and then and it's some as as like Gary Vee sort of says it's somewhat cool to be an entrepreneur now it's cool to be an influencer and a content creator and all these words that we would never thought of 10 15 years ago but if I've, I wasn't doing any of this to be trendy. I was just like, I'm, I'm kind of okay at this and I'm going to stick at it. And then I had a, I, I just had faith in myself and faith in God through difficult times. And I just was, I didn't give up. And I just, and now I'm, I'm here and I've, um, I'm comfortable and, I'm just grateful to have made it this far because I feel like in my journey I would not have come this far internally in my soul and also like career-wise and how much money I've made and all that sort of stuff and I wouldn't have experienced this if I chased anything else other than this makes me happy and it's such a cliche because in some moments that the takeaway of what I said of like 
all of what I said and then distilled it to be, this makes me happy, then someone would watch that and be like, oh, I just got to do what makes me happy. Honestly, though, ironically, even though I'm sitting here now saying that that made me, there were so many times where I had to do the thing that didn't make me happy to get to where I am today. It's such a weird, I, I can't really tell you. You just have to sort of feel for yourself of like, Mm, this is tough. It's not going to make me happy, but it, I have a chance of being happy long term. So, you know, so I'm not going to sit here and say, I'll just do what makes you happy. Because sometimes you got to do hard stuff to get to where we are today. Um, but, but overall, I am proud of how far I've come. You should be. Thanks, man. You should be. You too, bro. Now, this is about you. <laughs> no, no, but also you too, you too. Like, I'm sure you've talked about it in your own podcast and stuff, but like all of us here, man, like we're, we're sitting here, it's a nice day, you know, we've had some coffees, like we get to do this for work, you know, like mm. there's some dollars coming in for, for setting up some cameras and editing and having some fun. Like mm. the, we can say that, you know, yeah. we're, we're not like, like we're only a few suburbs away where someone's sitting in a really nice, you know, like... Uh, that they're doing business or law or accounting or something like that and they're earning triple what we are but when they're talking to their mates at lunch today they're thinking to them that they're like complaining about stuff in their lives and 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 here we are like it's just a perspective thing and i and i'm saying all this stuff to remind myself that even though it gets a little hard you know we get moments like this and moments that we're having right now of, of deep gratitude of where how far we've come and it's like I would argue that it's a very rare handful of people that that get to experience this sort of stuff. And I just, I feel very lucky because more often than not, I'm saying to myself, wow, I have really great friends and I have a great partner and I have a great family and, and I have, you know, works, work can be a little bit challenging, but it's rewarding. And it's like all of these things, even just saying, even to be able to say one of those things is like, is, is... A blessing in itself but I don't know that's <sighs> I don't want to overcomplicate this but 100%. if you were to say something just concisely to yeah. that person that hypothetical person who's a couple blocks away who's not loving what they're doing yeah what's what's a quick throwaway piece of advice that you would say in this moment the journey is long but if you are able to acknowledge that piece of you that's not happy and sit down before you go to bed and just and somewhat audit your life and just be like, you know what, I'm not happy about this. What can I do to change this? And not research too much about it and watch you know, motivational videos on Instagram or anything like that. I know it's long-winded, but I would just sit... And this is what I do for myself. If I'm not happy with something, if I can feel that, I sit down and I really just try and think about what is it that I'm not happy about? What can I change? Because everyone's story is different. So for me, just try and spend more time doing that thing that brings you joy the more joy you can pour into your cup the less you know of other things that make you unhappy the more you can lean into that to the things that bring you 
deeper joy and not just the short-term satisfactions you know so it's 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 complex it's a very complex thing and i can't quite distill it but i guess you know when actually now that i'm talking about it i i can understand why gary v on mass just says do what makes you happy because that's i guess that's the easiest thing but i've also listened to a lot of jordan peterson um and you when you listen to all these different people like andrew tate and all these you know names it's like they have some good points and they have some bad points and you just take what is relevant for you and if someone's sitting out there not loving life and well what do they love and just pull at that thread and have moments create moments if you don't have any where you can just reflect and just sit out on the balcony and have some coffee by yourself you know have moments where it's not the hustle and bustle of life just have five minutes and just be like just have a talk to yourself and just be like what could I do to pour a little bit more joy whether that's you know go and and join a I say tennis club and I'm saying all these things because I like it. Go and play some, you know, video games that you really enjoy, you know, rather than, I don't know, like people people try and escape. People, I don't know, people smoke, people drink, people, you know, go to parties. And I, I don't know, like, I mean, not that any of those are particularly, you know, every, everyone's different, but that's my... If you have to edit this, this is what I would say. It's <laughs> great. Yeah, Matt, when you edit this. <laughs> no. Just find what it is that brings you deep joy. Whether that's spending time with a certain someone or doing an activity that you love only because you do it. You might be really nerdy, like playing games like me, but just do it don't you know a little bit more of that will will attract that sort of happier energy into your life which is all easier said than done but it's hard and it's complex and you've got to keep going and you've already hinted at this but that was like a hundred word thing (laughs) or something that i said oh i'm gonna say it in one minute Uh, you've hinted at this (laughs) you've hinted at this man and because the journey like you said is long and so you're still, what, by all accounts, you're still pretty much at the beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. And if we let ourselves dream, if you let yourself dream, yeah. this very second, and you, you know, your answer five years from now will be different, but this very second, mm. if you had unlimited time and unlimited funds, unlimited money to yeah. do things, what would you do? I would have two things I'd have my family. With towel, kids, home security, and I'd have music. And I'd somehow find the balance between the two. And with my music goals, I'd be performing music to everyone worldwide. Um, I will have performed and collaborated with my heroes. Tom Meesh, Mac Ayres, Bruno Major, John Mayer... Han, like, there's so many off, off the top. Um, 
and I would have you know be performing, be writing, be traveling, um, and where possible, my family can come with me. And obviously, we're not possible, you know. Tal, um, we've talked about this. Tal would understand that sometimes, you know, I'll be away for like, you know, two weeks a month. And I only say that because I follow some um, well-known musicians, and they have shared uh, that trouble of like they have to go, they have to go on tour for a month, and it's not feasible for the family to come along, or or they can come along, but not for every single show. And, and Tal has her dreams and ambitions to chase too, and. For me, that would be a worthwhile... Uh, like, those are the problems that I'd be facing of having those discussions and working stuff, stuff out. Because I know that all of that stuff, when I achieve that, will be amazing. But it will not strip away the fact that I will still have problems and challenges to overcome. Because to this day, I'm a full-time muso and I've been able to do all these things every step of the way there's so many blessings but equally the roots of challenges to overcome because that's just life you know we're all we're all going through it that's i would have those two pillars and also in terms of family and relationships also making sure i spend time with um the og family you know as well and my siblings and my grandparents and my mom so those i'm recognizing as i get older if i can do both uh, that's it. And you know what's interesting too? Is that I have always admired uh, one of my favorite musicians, like John Mayer. And he's he doesn't have a family from what I can see. Mm. He doesn't have mm. kids. But uh, someone who plays in his band, David Ryan Harris, he has kids. And he talks about it on his Instagram and stuff. And what I've come to accept, I've always wanted to be number one. But if that... If I came across decisions where to become number one I would have to sacrifice family I'd rather be number two and still have the family so that's where the ultimate compromise would be having said that I see a lot of people who are at the top of their game Ed Sheeran has kids and a family like Mark Zuckerberg has family too and it's just it becomes a choice so my goal is to be number one in both Nice. You know, be a number one husband, but also be number one in the charts, and just to experience that is, yeah. That that's my that's my goals as I get older. Because so, I used to never think about the family stuff because that would scam. And I think that's been the biggest adjustment since we last chatted on an official podcast. Totally, man. And that's only been four years. Again, I don't think I really talked about that slash wanted to talk about that stuff. Yeah, back then. I understand. But now, you meet someone who. It's like, oh, okay. And and there were some personal challenges that me and my partner had to overcome that really made us grow together. And I realized, okay, well, you know, you adjust. Well, with that in mind, thinking about the fact that this is what you do with your time, if you had the world at your fingertips, yeah. you had everything you needed. When you get to the end of your life, and yeah, this is always you know, framing it in a not morbid way. But no. what do you want people to say about you at your funeral? That I was a good person. That's about it. Hmm. 
I think if I made good music, great music, but and I was a good slash great, you know, dad, husband, all those things. It's either good or bad in my mind when it becomes black and white at the end of the day. And the sum of everything that I've contributed to the world, if it leaned towards... Jordan was, was a good guy. He, you know... I'd be happy with that because there are people who I've met in my life who didn't do good things or, you know... And, and as I meet all these different people, I just take the good... And I and I recognize the bad. And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to f- follow their footsteps in that sense. Like they might have some. Uh, they might have done some things or said some things or that's you know their, their character or personality. I'm like, I kind of don't like that that way of thinking. So I'm just trying to craft my own sense of right and correct for me. And then at the end of the life, at the end of my life, I'm like, I did a good job. I'd be happy. And if, if other people thought that of me too, that would be nice. <laughs> nice. So to this point, yes. I love throwing questions at you that you may, may have to think about, but love. what's the best piece of advice that someone's ever given you that you've applied? There is so much, but I think universally, hmm, I've, I think about this in the shower sometimes. Shower thoughts are great. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Um, uh, a little bit hairy under there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. Advice. Uh. <laughs> uh. Two things. Go for it. Self-awareness, knowing yourself, and then kindness, and just generosity, and being good to other people. Because then you cover yourself, no matter like as an umbrella of decisions, and also you have good intention for everyone else. And I feel like that's a very light and and happy way to live. Because there, are, like you're going to make a lot of decisions, and some people will be not happy with what you did. But if you can go to sleep knowing that I'm sorry that 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 made you feel that way, or I've said something that didn't, you know, you're not going to make everyone happy. But if your intention was good. And your intention was only to be kind and loving and warm to everyone else. And, you know, you're you're not going to make the best decisions all the time. And you're not going to be perfect. But, yeah. And then having the self-awareness to navigate your own life. So good. Yeah, that's that's my two things. Of advice. And I think I got the self-awareness thing from Gary Vee the most. And the kindness thing came from my mom. Mm. Yeah. So... When I get real stuck, I just think about kind of those two things, th- those two qualities the most, and and go from there. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. I guess to kind of wrap this up, what's a question that you would want to ask the next guest on this oh, podcast? I love it. I love it. Um, that, that question strikes me the most because I I think so. I'm so much in my dome that I actually should consider other people more. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, who is on the next? I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, okay, interesting. If you could have one conversation with someone, could be anyone, dead or alive, could be family, could be a friend, could be a uh, someone famous in history, before you die, who would that person be? And you can have a chat with them as long as you want, but to have that opportunity to be the last connection with someone before you go. I know it's we're all thinking like life, but I don't know. It'd be interesting. I don't even know how I would answer that. Wait, do you mean the like the last conversation you ever have? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the deep. very last conversation that you have with anyone. <laughs> that's really deep. All right. To me, oh, that's a tough one. It'd probably be... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I would answer that. Because it'd probably be, like, honestly, like... Like, obviously, family, for me, personally. Mm. It could be... I mean, maybe someone wouldn't say family. It could be... John Mayer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be... Sorry, John. I love you that much, but... So, we'll tag him. I'm sure yeah, he'll we'll reply. Now, yeah, if you could have one last conversation with anyone, and that was the last conversation you could ever have, slash human connection or, you know, interaction with someone else. You know, it could be on your deathbed, could be, you know, at the end of a movie or something where you, like, you have to walk through the some sort of warp, and that's the last conversation you'll ever have. Who would it be with? Mm. I don't know why I thought about that. I, th- I think that's kind of cool. Very interesting. I don't know how I would answer that. To finish off the podcast? Yes. Where can people find you online? Maybe not offline. <laughs> where do you live? No. Where yeah. do people find you online to learn more about you? Well, hopefully, Google search of just Jordan Britton. B-R-I-T-O-N. J-O-R-D-A-N. And my social should be there. YouTube, if you want to check out videos. Spotify for the music. Instagram for the socials. I'm sure all of that will change over the years, but hopefully a Google search or ChatGPT will tell you. Thanks so much for taking the Thank time you. out to join me today. I really appreciate it. And being the first guest again on this new podcast. Anytime. <laughs>